I can't believe we really had to just record our whole like second half of the last episode. Oh man. Y'all just man, listen, y'all press record, you hear the, the, the podcast and everything smooth sailing, but some of the stuff we've been going through behind the scenes. Bro, this week <laughs> Satan was trying he was trying it. That's all I have to say. Like not even this week. If you think about it. <laughs> yeah, you're right though. You're right. It's been happening for a couple weeks. We been trying to re- we've been trying to record the black business episode for what, three weeks now? Three like I think it was. Yeah, probably three <laughs> weeks at this point. Because first I, went- I had car trouble. <laughs> we were we were originally supposed to record and then I had car trouble. Right. So we said, all right, how, how can we do this? Should we scrap it? Should we post a statement? You're like, no, no, no. I think we can do it. Let's just get a second mic. Mm-hmm. We get or the mic. the microphone. Amazon was a day late. Right. Okay, all right, cool. Whatever. Well, you know, the mic came the next day. Cool. It was there. After that, <laughs> we realized that we never had recorded remotely before. Right. And so we spent a good amount of time trying to like troubleshoot how to make it sound good. <laughs> By that time, it was late. Um, yeah, because I couldn't. I get had to go to work. <laughs> well, we both had to go to work tomorrow, <laughs> but I'm like a baby. Y'all be going to bed at like 10 30. <laughs> so I'm getting sleepy. I'm like, nah, I need to come with my energy for the viewers right. or whatever. So, sleep. right. So it was like, okay, we'll do it the next day. That weekend, you had graduation, graduation stuff school. going on. I was in freaking Hawaii. That's what it was. <laughs> That's what it was because we set a time to record. We set a time like, to record. record at 9 p.m. I'm literally on the plane and Jackie's <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm ready. Jackie's like, oh, yeah, I'm ready whenever you are. I said, well, damn, I forgot that California is three hours behind. <laughs> so, no, I'm not going to be able. By the time I get there at 9 that time. Which is when I landed, it would have been midnight in Atlanta. So I was like, okay, can you look up and see how far back Hawaii is? Hawaii's freaking six, six hours. hours behind <laughs> Atlanta. So at this point, I'm like, I'm not about to do that to you or me. Right, so no, we can't. we'll it's just wait. Here. So we end up actually recording. Kind of last minute for our taste, but whatever. We had it remotely. We it was it perfect. Y'all, man. We literally tried so hard. And some crazy thing happened with the mic. And I was like, uh, Jackie, we can't use the second half of the episode that we just recorded. That was crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, so. It, my biggest worry was us recording remotely. Right. Because I'm like, we've never done it before. I don't know if when you put the tracks together, if right. they're going to sync up. That was perfect. It was fine. There was no issue with that at all. Next it was, you know, it was the devil. Seriously. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And why is it already halfway through? So, yeah, it Had was. Had um, to put it out, but we were like, nah, we can't. No, we, we wasn't about to do best. that to y'all, bro. Like, we really value, you know, quality, and we don't want to give you guys anything that. We wouldn't want to hear ourselves and oh, then we're not sure. proud of. Like, so man, y'all are literally taking the time to listen to yeah. us. And I appreciate the grace that you are giving us. Right. Because this is a learning process. Neither of us have a communications degree. Nope. Or journalism nope. or anything like that. Nothing technology related. Not at all. <laughs> or media related. So we want to take this intro to say thank you. Thank you guys for being patient with us, being understanding 
And thank you for even just being on the journey with us. Man. I know I said that last time, but I mean, every literally every time we get people engaging with us or somebody says, oh, I listened to your episode. Like we, it's I, the best. It's the best feeling. So we really just appreciate y'all. And we're going to continue to work our hardest to make sure that we give you guys quality and relevant content. So, you know. To kind of do like, I don't know, a Black Girls Rock kind of an episode. Yes. If you think about the the vision of this podcast, like we like to highlight women of color and their experiences and things like that. But there are girls of color out here doing their thing. And we've said time and time again that so much starts with the youth. So I thought it would be just super dope to kind of highlight Girls under the age of 18 who are killing it. Yes. I love that. Killing it. The first person that I think of is my good sis Marley Diaz. Yes. Um, Okay, so for those who don't know, Marley is 14 years old. She is a literacy enthusiast. She's an activist and an author. And how old is she? 14. 14. My gosh. So. My goodness. And a couple years back, she was around 11 years old. She was just a fifth grade girl who loved to read. And she was tired of reading about white boys and their dogs. Like, <laughs> literally. I remember she said in the interview, she was like, man, I remember reading about Hatchet, Bridge to Terabithia, Old Yeller, Hole. I ain't gonna lie, though. Bridge to Terabithia and Hole <laughs> goes hard. But I still feel you, Mar. I still feel you. So she decided to come up with a goal and she launched a campaign called 1,000 Black Girl Books. And so the goal was to collect and donate 1,000 books that had black girls as the main character. Wow. At the freaking age of 11. Like, yeah. (laughs) Wow. Man. And so she ended up basically connecting, like, the gap, like, the literacy gap where black girls who love to read weren't seeing themselves being represented in this media and this thing. And I honestly, like, personal story can completely relate to that because I, as a child, love to read. I still do, but I just don't have the time. But, like, I used to go with my aunt to Barnes & Nobles, and that would legit be, like, the favorite, like, my favorite part of summer. Like, going to Barnes & Noble, I would read books before I even got home, like, be in the back of the car just reading. And I can completely understand how you can't even see yourself in a lot of these books that are being given to these young girls and boys. That's amazing that she could connect that. Yeah. Like, that she could connect maybe kids don't like to read because they don't see themselves in the character and that then causes for a lack in literacy exactly like students of color come on marley man so at the age of 13 years old she actually spoke at the forbes women's summit (laughs) like what the heck what was i doing at 13 i swear you're out (laughs) playing runescape on the computer (laughs) (laughs) i was not doing that But she was really just, like, doing her thing and representing. Um, One of the quotes that she said that really stuck with me was, 
Frustration is fuel that can lead to the development of an innovative and useful idea. At 13. At 13 freaking years old, bro. Um, and yeah, like it was just crazy how she got up on this huge stage and this huge platform and talked about how as a little black girl or little black boy, like books don't show people who look like us as the main character. So basically she was like, there's three ways that I could tackle this problem. I can either have my dad take me to Barnes and Nobles and try to find more books Okay. I can reach out to different authors to write more books about black girls, get, you know, signed copies, get special editions. Or she said, I can start a campaign that collects books with black girls as the main characters, donate them to communities, develop a resource guide to wow. find these books, talk to my educators and legislators about how to increase wow. the pipeline of diverse books, and lastly, become an an author myself and write my own book so that I can see black girl books collected and I can see my story reflected in the books that I read and that I want my peers to read. Wow, what the heck? Like I'm speechless. Like because honestly, I probably would have stopped at the first. <laughs> I probably would have said, "Mom, can you, can you take me, me to the right. bookstore?" No, seriously. Seriously. So this little girl is really out here doing her thing. Last year, she wrote her very first book and launched it called Marley Diaz Gets It Done, dot, dot, dot. And you can too. And I'm literally about to buy that, like, no cap. Like, because (laughs) to me, if she can do all that and have that thought process at the tender age of 11 to 13 years old, like, imagine how inspiring she could be by reading that book. So... Yes, Marley, you are a black girl who rocks, and we are so proud of you, and we want you to continue to do your thing and kill it out here and diversify the book game. Yes. From, from a fellow, like, book nerd, so serious, like, that is so needed. So That's amazing. super, super, super proud of you. Her whole mission was so selfless. Too. Yeah, like, right. It wasn't even like... She said, I could, you know, write authors and get signed editions yeah. and, yeah. you know... But she was like, let me think big. Like, let me think beyond just me. Like, let me think about my entire community. Mm. That's beautiful. A black girl that I wanted to highlight is Karis Rogers. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm Karis. And she is a 12-year-old. Well, she's a co-CEO. Because her company um, is co-run by herself and her older sister. Gotcha. Um, And basically... She has a clothing line, and this clothing line is called Flexin in My Complexion. Mm. And it, it basically, this whole thing started because she was getting bullied for her skin tone. Mm. Um, when she was in the first grade, she got teased for her complexion. Um, she went to, like, a primarily white um, school district. And one day, the teacher passed out crayons for self-portraits, mm-hmm. right? And when the teacher passed out crayons, they passed out brown for, you know, black kids, but handed her a black crayon. Oh, wow. Can you believe that? I will be all up in that school Listen, as a parent. I'm sorry. Can you sorry. believe how... So that can already create oh, a complex. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that can already create some type of insecurity in first grade. Right. In first grade. Um, so... Because you notice that, that. I'm sorry. Like, no, you notice the difference in the way that you're being treated 
You know right. what I mean? Like you, the fact that she it's took that as inspiration, like she noticed that. Yeah, like, there, she's getting pitted against other people of her race and yep. culture. Gosh, so shame what on that teacher. Mom, mom moved her right out of that school. Right, school. <laughs> I'm and to a more diverse school. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she moved, there were more African American kids. Um, but despite the increase in diversity, she was still teased and bullied for mm. her complexion. Oh, baby. Um, it was her first time experiencing and noticing colorism. Mm. And basically, her sister tweeted out a picture of her, and in the caption it said, flexing in her complexion, and the picture went viral. Like, yeah. It, I think I remember the time that it was trending on Twitter. Yeah. Basically, because of all of the positive reception that they got from that post or that tweet, she and her sister decided to put it on a t-shirt. Mm. They're like, let's just put it on a t-shirt, and they launched an entire t-shirt line. Wow, um, beautiful. And it, it's funny because this actually kind of ties back to our last episode. Yeah. Like some of the things that we were yeah. talking about, because neither of them knew how to start a website um, so they went through like a secondary website and their mom actually paid one of the foster children that she worked with to help teach her daughters how to screen print t-shirts. Wow. Like. Using your network. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So they launched their t-shirt line and basically like so many people started catching on. Snoop Dogg, Alicia Keys, Lupita Nyong'o, Lena Waithe, like. They all reposted her on their social media, encouraging her, encouraging people to go out and buy the line. Um, And it has went so far. Like, she was invited on the Steve Harvey show. She's featured in Nike ads. Um, She's the youngest designer to be featured at New York Fashion. Yes. Um, She's been featured in Teen Vogue. Like, it's wild and she basically you know has plans to open her own store one day oh i can't wait to go to it it's it's just beautiful because something that was meant to deter her or keep her down like completely flipped it and made a whole business and brand out of it to be able to not only encourage herself but other people too so and we can learn a lot from that listen to be honest if if this elementary school girl didn't let this one or two or three or however many negative experiences get her down, but instead use that to literally flex on the people who was hating on her. You know what I mean? Like, why should we get upset when somebody at work says something that doesn't sit well with us or get discouraged when somebody may talk about you or or be negative? Like, take that energy and, ooh-wee, that's super inspiring. And I remember that picture going crazy on social media. And I was just like, she's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, she's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. uh, Yeah, that's that's what's up. So we just want to say, you know, Karis, you rock. You are amazing. (laughs) You're doing your thing. Keep doing your thing. Keep doing it. People probably super salty. They even tried you. Come out with a black crayon line. A specific line of just black crayons. Right. Luxury crayons that you sell, bro. I'd buy some. Just off the fact that, like, I can't believe somebody. And I'm sure the teacher meant it to be, like, rude or smart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're not going to get But, like, black, man, black is beautiful. All the time. 
my hair how dark, how light. Mm. Okay, so our next Black Girls Rock candidate that we want to shout out is Miss Tyla Simone Creighton. So Tyla's 15 years old. She's from Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, but she now resides in Houston. She is the CEO of Sienna Sauce. Y'all know I had to talk about her. You know, <laughs> y'all know my connection with food is just like, <laughs> I'm always going to be interested. I'm always going to stop and read something about food or whatever. So her nickname is actually the Sauce Boss. Hey, Sauce <laughs> Boss. So when she was around eight years old, one of her favorite barbecue places in Brooklyn closed down. She and her mom loved it so much that they tried to recreate the sauce, but they still could not get it right. However, they ended up making their a whole new like flavor and recipe of their own. So then she had the idea to actually bottle the sauce and sell wings. Now, her mom was a little bit like, girl, you sure this is what you want to do? <laughs> but eventually she got on board, and Tyla, like any great businesswoman or businessman kind of took inventory of how her business was going. She decided to turn her focus from wings overall to just sauce because she doesn't really like to cook, but her passion, she has a passion and love for eating. Okay. So that's kind of a lesson in its own right. Sometimes you can start out with something and maybe that's not the vision that you were meant to do. But she started mm, off selling, word. girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have paused a little long after that. Like, <laughs> so she first off started off selling the sauce to her family and her friends and ended up growing into a local business in her area. From there, and because of social media, she decided to start distributing and selling nationwide online into all types of different distributors. So... The sauce boss sells three different types of sauces. Tangy, spicy, and lemon pepper. Ooh, lemon pepper. That's <laughs> all I had to hear. <laughs> Say less. My favorite. Right, right. So Tyler's goal is to get the sauce into restaurants and grocery stores. And then We're, she wants it to become listen. so big that it is as popular or more popular than ketchup. That's a big goal. I could see but that. On an aim I could for see the that. Person. Right. I could see that happening. She earns she earns close to eight thousand dollars a month at the age of fifteen over her great sauce boss, Sienna Sauce. Yes, at fifteen a month, a month, a month. Wow, that's a lot to manage, man. That's incredible. And that listen, y'all. I'm sorry, I have to keep referring to the the black business episode. (laughs) This is the type of stuff that we were talking about. She wants her sauces to one day be in grocery store yes to be a household name yes and i'm sure like it won't be before long that it gets there no 100 percent. i'm buying all three. Oh yeah i don't even really like ketchup on my fries so i'm oh i'm 100 percent down <laughs> for like getting a spicy barbecue sauce for my fries like this is this is gonna happen um one thing i always stress and i think we actually talked about it some earlier episode is to be intentional and verbal about what you want so the fact that she's declaring that her sauce will become as big as pop or as popular as ketchup it's it has no choice but to happen it's putting out in the atmosphere she's working hard she's improving herself constantly as you can see by like switching her focus from wings to just the sauce right and yeah she she is really out here doing her thing Black girl, Tyla, you really rock. Like, we're so proud of you. 
and we can't wait till we go to the nearest barbecue joint and they have a Sienna sauce yes. special, like a Sienna sauce wing. So that is so cool. Yeah, that's super dope. Man. So the next black girl that I wanted to highlight, her name is Chloe Thompson, mm-hmm. and she's 11 years old. She's from LA. And one day, Chloe was watching the news, and she heard about the harsh weather conditions in Chicago this past winter. I'm sorry, and she's from LA. She's from LA. I just want to highlight that. Exactly. She's from LA, and she's over here looking at the news and being concerned about a whole... People who are... Yeah. Yep. Okay, okay. She also thought about how it must affect their homeless population. And after watching the news, she wanted to do something about it. Mm -hmm. So she told her mom about it, and... Her mom helped her start a GoFundMe for Chicago's Salvation Army. Wow. Her goal was to raise $65,000. That was her aim. And she ended up raising $64,365. Wow. Which is super close. Oh, that's beautiful. But that's still, like, that's still an amazing That's amazing, you know? Right. Something that I'm noticing with all of these so far is... They are aiming high. Yeah. Like, they're not aiming for no little... Yeah. Like, oh, I can't do this, but maybe I can do... Right. No, they have she no She didn't settle, can't. say, maybe 10000 Exactly. No, she said 65000 At the age goal. of 11. Mm. And did it. I yeah. mean, nearly did it. Yeah. Um. Chloe is not new to giving, though. Mm-hmm. That's just something that she did for the Chicago community. You highlighted a community outside of her own. But, um... She also has a foundation. She has a foundation what? called Chloe Cares. Oh, that is so great. How cute is that? And what she does, uh, I got to pause before I even, because, y'all, this is so important. This is so important. So she gives out these things called care bags, right? Mm-hmm. And it's to support homeless women in Southern California. Mm. Now, listen to what is in these bags. There are socks. There are underwear. There are toiletries. There are pads and tampons in mm. these care. Like, I, y'all know how I'm many so drives at work or at school do people have for the homeless that include sanitary Feminine items for women? Products. How many? Exactly. Nobody ever says that. Nope. Wow. That is beautiful that she would even think. She might not even have her own period. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's at this young saying. age, but she's literally. She's aware. Wow. She knows that. That it's an issue and wow. she knows that there's a solution yeah. to that issue. That's beautiful. Before, like you said, it's just, it's blowing me away how selfless. Yeah. Like how selfless 100%. her whole mission is. She is super. Mm. And it's wild because it started like at kindergarten, her love for caring, <laughs> her love for donating. Um, what happened when she started giving her lunch away and her snacks to people who didn't have lunch or snack Aww. in kindergarten in kindergarten and like she just always took notice to homelessness to people less fortunate than herself um doing the care bags and she wants to expand her efforts on a global scale and bring listen to this bring water pumps to ghana are you serious she wants to bring water pumps to ghana like this girl, I know her mind mom is, is so, so proud. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! And like, if you go on her website, it's Chloe Cares with a K K H L O E and K A R E S dot com. 
Um, she has a, a leadership program to motivate young people like herself to follow in her footsteps, mm. by, like leading in kindness. And also has a book. I just put my hands <laughs> in the air. Down. Like, what? She also has a book, and it's called Chloe's Helping Hand. And it's like super elementary. It's super easy to read. It kind of gets the point across about people being more aware of those who are less fortunate and ways that you can help. Wow. So, Chloe, your heart is so beautiful, and we just want to shout you out, and we just want to let you know that you rock. Mm. Last but not least, and I think we both want to tackle this one, just because she iconic. She's iconic. <laughs> I can't even. I don't even know the words to describe her. But we wanted to shout out Marseille Martin. Yes. Yes. For y'all who do not know, shame on you. Listen, you got to be living under a rock. Honestly, at this point. But Marseille, I was first introduced to Marseille through the show Blackish. Yes, me too. And I didn't even know that, like, she was doing her thing outside of the show. I just noticed how funny she was. She's and a like, phenomenal actress. How she is a crazy she's good so actress for her. And yeah. Crazy. And she started out, I mean, of course, Blackish has been going on for a minute, so she's grown up and gotten older. But she started out really young and was like keeping up with this all star cast. Like, she really was kind of one of the standout characters at a super young age. And I don't even know if they meant for that to happen. Right. So. That's how I was first introduced to her, and she is actually a producer and the youngest Listen. executive producer. Put some respect on it in Hollywood. In Hollywood, a at the black, age of fourteen, a black girl, a black girl, a not woman, fourteen-year-old black girl. Yes, you know how hard it is to yes. break barriers in Hollywood. Yes, all that old like traditional stuff. People trying to keep these new folks down exactly. and keep the status quo moving, she's over here moving and shaking. That's insane. She's moving and shaking. And she's got to have, like, a big personality to be able to... Just think about, like, in Blackish, she stars along Lawrence Fishburne. Right. And she executive produced the movie Little. Yep. And her reasons for wanting to produce Little is she saw the movie Big, Mm-hmm. With starring Tom Hanks when he was like super young, I think he was like a teenager, and she basically saw that and was like, "I want to flip it, not only flip it, but I also want black representation." Mm-hmm. So in that movie, she stars alongside Issa Rae, who's coming up and blowing up. She stars alongside Regina Hall, mm. and who's like, been for the culture. Listen, can we just talk about how? <laughs> no, go for I it. I saw a meme the other day that was like, people don't realize how long Regina has been in the game and how she's killed every role that yep. like she's been in. You know what I mean? Like, and. Part of it is because she still looks like she's, like, 25, yeah. to be honest. Like, we forget that back in the 90s, she had roles in, like, she was in everything. John Singleton movies. You know, she started out with the Scary Movie franchise. Yeah. And it's like, wow, like, you are a GOAT. Like, <laughs> the she fact is. that you are still, yeah, yeah. I just have to shout that out because it... That can be intimidating right. to somebody so who's... to star along somebody right. like that. You and hold your own. Whose career is longer than your entire life. Literally, literally. And hold your own and, and produce the movie. Mm. She's out. Like, 
but people do recognize because she got an NCAA image yeah. award for her roles on Blackish, and I'm pretty sure this it's not gonna be the last one. No, not at all. She ain't going nowhere. Mm. Marseille, we just want to tell you that you rock. You know this already, like. She even be slaying on her Instagram. Like, I follow this girl. You know, like, she just really be doing her thing. But she's so cute and humble. Like, she's truly a 14-year-old. She truly is. So, we just want to tell you that you rock. We know that you hear that a lot. And we know that you probably know that. Yeah, she's like, I know, but thank you. We're still going to give you your props, girl. You're doing your thing out here. Part of this discussion is the compliments of these young black girls, but this is just a, a few. Like, there there are a lot of black girls that are out here doing their thing. Right. So, like, we didn't see a lot of black girls no, kind of sure in this didn't. arena when we were their age. Like, we didn't see a lot of... No. <laughs> CEOs and philanthropists mm-hmm. that were, like, black girls. No. Mm-mm. Honestly. Think, like, late 90s. I don't think, le- not till, like, the later 2000s no. when I started noticing this kind of stuff yeah yeah i mean i think for a minute especially in like kid tv we were kind of still getting the stereotypical roles of like the angry black like i always think of yeah i always think of um was it all that or was it the amanda show i think it was the amanda show which I really loved, like, yeah. as a kid. But they had that, the girls' room segment. Yes, it was Amanda show, and I know exactly where yeah. you're going. Yeah, and, like, that's pretty much one of the only black actresses on the show, and her character Listen. was me. Yep. And that's all, that was, that. it wasn't even a 3D type thing, which, I mean, it was a skit, you yeah. know what I mean? So nobody was really 3D, everybody kind of had stereotypes. But, like, but why did she have it, to play... The, the mean right the bully all the time right you right. know what I mean so yeah it's we've really come a long way and it's exciting to see how these young black girls and black boys growing up now get to see people like the girls that we shouted out exactly. and see them doing them thing and being inspired by them and even beyond that to take it a step further like I don't even not only just in entertainment but I don't remember reading or hearing about or watching on the news like any black kids really not even just girls who were CEOs who were activists who were philanthropists who were business owners like I part of it I'm sitting here trying to think and I'm like yeah no no part of it which we usually bash social media in this in this podcast but this I think is actually a good result of social media but when we were kids and we didn't have that we were only exposed to pretty much what the news told us and you know it's a very very controlled environment of what they put out so now the more that people you know are using social media and, and connecting to people all across the globe you can start seeing that a whole lot more that's very it's true. great because it's not to say that we didn't have that as kids we just didn't know like you yeah, said we were right. only seeing one narrative we weren't they we saw the narrative that they wanted us to see not yes. this is somebody who looks like you and came from a neighborhood like you did and look that's, at what she's doing that's so, super important to yeah me. it's it's great this is probably one of the only times we've praised social media, but it's, <laughs> it's great that social media has really kind of opened everybody's eyes up to, like, the very inspiring things that people around here of color are doing. Exactly. Yeah. 
Another thing that I kind of think about is the involvement of the parents of these girls, Mm -hmm. you know, endorsing their child's dream and being able to sit down and listen Mm. um, and hear their vision out and help them execute it and figure out how to go about it and make something that's just an idea in their head real. And I think that's a major part, like in every person that we highlighted we said you know a parent whether it was a mom or a dad or not even just parent like in Karis's case her older sister helped her start her line like just the support of the people who are around you and help raise you like that could make or break you that's very true that can make or break you because what if any of these kids went to their parents and their parents was like oh that's cute like that's a good idea and they just stopped there yeah you know That's really interesting you say that. So, one of my weird quirks is I like to Wikipedia people. I don't know why. (laughs) It's just all their information. Yeah, like all their information (laughs) is just one nice little neat thing. I can like skip whatever. So, I Wikipedia a lot of people, especially if I'm like watching a movie and I'm like, hmm, let me find out about this actor or actress. One thing that I've noticed that's a pattern for a lot of people that I've Wikipedia'd. <laughs> right, I don't know what the past tense of that right. is, but the people that I've searched on Wikipedia that have, um, <laughs> that have been really successful, and when I look in their early life, a lot of it is like, oh, they grew up in some podunk town, and their parents moved them to LA, or moved them to New York, or moved them to wherever, to pursue acting. Right. I've noticed that with like a lot of actors and actresses. And I'm just like, how different would their lives have been if the parent was just like, oh, you, you know, waving right, them off. Like, them you're off. not, like, you're not really serious about this. And I'm not saying that you have to uproot your entire balance. life. Yeah. yeah. Because at the same time, some kids or a lot of kids like to try everything and yeah. see what they like. You don't know if you're going to like it until you keep on doing it but like you said it it is it is worth talking about how important it is for like the kids to feel valid and for the parents to take them serious exactly that's 100 percent true it could be as simple as i kind of think of um of the williams twins and how like their dad i can't right now i cannot the monumental effect that their dad had on them and not only just getting them into tennis but I remember I saw a video on Twitter about how he would go with them you know these young girls to interviews and sit in the back you know he'd let them be in the camera whatever and I remember at one time Venus was talking about yeah you know I'm really good at this and that like telling the girl like I'm good at tennis yeah and the the lady was just like oh are you sure well how do you really know like trying to put her down the dad stopped the interview. He was like, oh, you can hear him in the interview. Like, hold on, hold on, wait. We're not wow. about to say this. And I'm just like, you know how important that is, not only just from a business standpoint of making sure that, you know, these kids are continuing on their path on and upwards, but how important, yeah. Like, she will probably would never forget the fact that, that her dad, yeah, saw that she needed help. And as a, what, eight, nine-year-old may not have been able to communicate that or didn't think that it was okay to communicate that to an adult. To an adult. And the dad stepped in and was like, you're not about to say this to my child. She's telling you that she's the best. 
move on to the next right, question. Like, right. there's nothing else for you to say. You're not about to sit here and try to diminish her confidence. Whew. It's important, man. You got to, you know, I think we're coming to the age where, at least for me, like, a lot of my friends are becoming parents. And I really want to stress to them validate yes how important it is i'm not gonna lie it's a lot of it's a lot of people and a lot of families in the black community that we kind of grew up with this old school idea of like (laughs) (laughs) exactly like you expressing yourself is kind of talking back it's not expressing yourself and we have to move forward from that if we want to really like improve ourselves as a whole we have to move away from that i think that we're getting there oh yeah definitely definitely. once again the movers and the shakers (laughs) (laughs) i'm so proud of us getting there and that's why we see you know the karis rogers and the marseille martins Mm -hmm. and you know all these girls that we've highlighted within this episode yeah Um, i definitely think that we're getting there and i mean it's it's incredible. It is. It is. Like, I love to see that. I don't mean to keep talking about it. No, but go ahead. I love yeah. to see black parents, like, really validating Supporting. their kids. Yeah. I think about, like, Wiz Khalifa and, and Amber Rose as well, like, how they talk to their son and kind of let him express himself. I've seen, like, videos where some people have been like, oh, I would have got popped for that when I was a child. But, like, he's not even doing anything wrong. Right. He's literally expressing himself. I yeah. think about... Blue Ivy and how like <laughs> she she's a little boss in her own right, but like <laughs> they they give her the the space and the opportunity to communicate herself, yes, to be herself, herself, to take on. I, you know, we saw the video where she was like leading the dance, yes. like for for Beyonce's like documentaries. She could have been told, "Oh, you're you just a little kid. Back. Yeah, go back go to the play. room or whatever." No, she was being validated, and you never know; she could be the next top world like Look, choreographer, right? Like, like literally, on you her never, level. you never know. And so, that has, I mean, that has even Beyonce's own success has a lot to do with her parents' yes. involvement, yes. And encouragement, hundred percent. She's freaking Beyonce, so and she was, you know, a black girl's rock. Age. Like she was a, she was that age when she started doing what was it, talent search or whatever yeah. the the name of the show was. So and I, I wouldn't be surprised if any of these girls are the Beyonce of their lane. Yeah. By the time they get yeah. to be that age, mm. you know what I mean. I speak that in existence. Yes, very true. They're going to be... I mean, look how hard they're hustling now. Like, you have no choice but to continue to, like, do your thing at this point. Like, I'm 15 years old, and I am a CEO. I have two books out, and I have a philanthropic organization. What? Who's going to tell you anything? Marley Diaz, you probably going to be the first black female president. Man! Seriously! Like... It's just, wow. Seriously. It's incredible. It is. It is. I think that I think that brings us around to the most message, don't you? I think so. I think so. Go on, drop it on them. So I think this final mocha message for season one can be best summed up by Tyla 
AKA the sauce boss. Yeah, sauce <laughs> boss. Um, it's a common thing that's kind of been said by many of the girls that we've shed light to on this episode. And the mocha message for this episode is it is never too early to start. Don't think that you have to wait until a certain age to get your ideas heard. I would also add, don't think you have to wait until a perfect situation Woo. to get your ideas started. Coming from me, because I'm, you know, I feel like I'm old <laughs> compared yeah, I mean, to these compared girls. To them, we're definitely exactly, older, you know but... what I mean? So it's not even just age. Like some people say, oh, well, I'll do it when I'll wait till this, X, this, Y, and Z. This, this, and this happens from you're right. It's never you're too so early right. to start, bro. You're so It's right. never too early to make that first step, which really it ties into how we had this idea for the Mocha message separately. We didn't even know each other. Yeah. It was like really trying to do a podcast. And story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we put it off and a lot of factors went into that. Uncharted territory. Yeah, yeah. like newness and kind of the fear of the unknown. And, and part of it was like, oh, well, I'll do it when X, Y, and Z right, happens. Right, when I learned how to yeah, but master no. like audacity. Exactly, exactly. If we would have not taken Tyla's like advice to heart, like we wouldn't be here right now. Yep. Shouting around. So mm. sometimes, I mean, the hardest part is just starting. It is. And you can come up with a million and one excuses 100%. to prevent you from doing something. Mm-hmm. But don't let the fear, also, don't let the fear of the, mm, I guess we're about to just drop multiple. <laughs> But don't let the fear of not knowing stop you either. No. I hope y'all don't think that we knew how to do anything. <laughs> or that we wasn't scared. Right. Like. But we definitely had many obstacles and, you know, it's, it's all trial and error. Mm-hmm. And what you have standing in front of you today is a podcast that definitely. was just an idea like a year ago. Definitely. And overall, I think the number one thing to to keep in mind is to to stay in your lane with it too true you know what i mean like marley diaz probably would have gave up if somebody was pushing her to make sauce right you know what i mean that wasn't what her passion was that wasn't where her inspiration was coming from right that didn't relate to her real world experiences so maybe the thing that you're trying to get off the ground and can't it may be because that's not really what you're passionate that's about. Passionate you know what I mean? About. Like follow your follow your passions. You were made and created to do certain things, and you know, Listen, your gifts, preach. Your gifts will make room for you. Woo. That's it. That's our mocha messages. I know for today. <laughs> I'm, we give. We wasn't expecting to take it there. Yeah, hey, we leaving listen. y'all with a couple of man. I'm over here getting. Yes. Woo. Woo. Yes, yes. Damn. (laughs) So, yeah, this is this is the final episode of season one, man. We are bittersweet. It is bittersweet. It's been a crazy, super fun learning experience. It definitely the entire way. It definitely has. I think we've grown more as you know, friends and co-hosts. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Really have like so much of a stronger bond with each other, with our listeners. Mm -hmm. Like definitely appreciate you guys for going so hard for us, spreading the word. So much. You just don't even understand, bro. Every single like, comment, share, listen, review review those apple podcast reviews. 
I am so emotional when I read these. Like, I know. I'm like, people are saying this about us? Man. So, for appreciation for our yes. lovely, lovely listeners. Let them know. Let them know. Let them know. <laughs> Can't keep a secret. We want to give away our first Mocha Message starter pack. Stay tuned. We will actually be going on Instagram Live together and giving you guys the rules for how to have a chance to win the starter pack. Yes. And yeah, this is this is our way of just kind of thanking you guys. Yes, our appreciation. Yes. You can't see me, but I'm bowing. <laughs> <laughs> she is. <laughs> and just celebrating this successful and super this, fun season one. Man, this season has been quite the journey. Yeah. And you know, we're just so appreciative and you know, we gotta hit pause for a little bit. I know you guys are gonna miss us. Right. But we will be back. We'll we're just be back. trying to, you know, get better we're trying to level up oh definitely trying to hone out some things we're so. coming back with a vengeance so if oh, you listen, ain't got your tribe a, on here this is just the training wheel. right like <laughs> if y'all haven't gotten your friends and fam on the wave trust you're gonna need get them on there, there now be like because they're gonna say oh i wish i listened to Michael message or i knew jackie and shawnee back when listen right right we're here we're telling y'all now we're not going anywhere we're not playing no games <laughs> season two you're not ready for listen it. i'm already speaking essence fest into mm. the atmosphere here we go I'm speaking that we are going to be hosting something there at we go. Fest there we go us, or we're going to be guest speakers so the mocha message mark this right here it is a brand <laughs> it is a lifestyle and it is us mm. so you always be so poetic mm, i try that's that bookworm <laughs> in me man <laughs> she be so, along over here with y'all girl don't hype me up don't hype me up i got a <laughs> leather jacket in the closet ready to pull out bro <laughs> so yeah man with that we really wish you guys peace, love, and happiness. We're um, so grateful. So grateful so for grateful. you guys and so grateful for the Mocha message. Y'all to just take the time yes. out of your day, evening, morning, yes. just to listen. And we'll be back on very soon. So take a short hiatus with us. Be sure to catch up on any episodes that you may have missed or any episodes that you want to re-listen to and share with a friend. Share. You know, and let's just all be on this together. Like let's let's build this up together. So we love you guys. We love y'all. <laughs> and we will see you very, very soon. Stay engaged. We'll stay engaged with y'all on social media. So don't worry. We're not going ghost. Bye guys. Yeah. I'm sad. Oh my gosh. I know. I don't even want to stop. I know, like I'm just wait. Keep talking. So <laughs> the other day, so let me stop. <laughs> one thing, one 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 last thing, one last okay, thing. Okay, okay. That I will say is while on the hiatus, we do want to point you guys in the direction of some of our other favorite podcasts. Yes, yes. Um, I'm glad you that mentioned you can that. listen to in between, you know, now and the time that we come back. So mm-hmm. But yes, thank you. Love you guys. We'll see you very soon. I'll keep coming up with stuff to say. Right. (laughs) All right, bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Don't press stop.